This is Battleground Ballot Box, a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Fowler, and on this episode, we'll be taking you on a journey through Georgia's not-so-distant past to discuss how we went from this... Under the watch of the now former Secretary of State, democracy failed Georgia. ...to the current state of elections here in our state. On November 16, 2018, 10 days after Georgia's gubernatorial election, Stacey Abrams took to the stage in front of her supporters and gave an unconventional concession speech. I acknowledge that former Secretary of State Brian Kemp will be certified as the victor in the 2018 gubernatorial election. But to watch an elected official who claims to represent the people in this state baldly pin his hopes for election on the suppression of the people's democratic right to vote has been truly appalling. So let's be clear, this is not a speech of concession. Because concession means to acknowledge an action is right, true, or proper. As a woman of conscience and faith, I cannot concede that. The gubernatorial race was roiled by controversy over who gets to vote and how they do it. On one hand, Kemp was the state's top elections official, a position he did not resign until after Election Day, and it seemed he would emerge victorious. During the campaign, the Republican Secretary of State was embroiled in several controversies, including allegations of voter suppression, the removal of hundreds of thousands of inactive voters from the rolls through aggressive list maintenance, and the weekend before the 2018 election came an especially explosive allegation. Brian Kemp says Democrats tried and failed to hack the state's voter registration system. On the other side of the aisle, Stacey Abrams made voting rights a central part of her platform, launching an unprecedented get-out-the-vote effort that included registering non-white voters, a huge push for absentee-by-mail voting, and challenging policies that made it harder for some Georgians to cast their ballot. After the election, she launched a new voting rights group, Fair Fight, that has taken the rallying cry of equal access to the polls nationwide. Meanwhile, there were other changes brewing. Earlier in 2018, Kemp established the Secure, Accessible, Fair Elections Commission, a group of lawmakers, county elections officials, and other experts. They met several times to discuss options to replace Georgia's aging touchscreen electronic voting machines that stored votes on memory cards with something more modern and something more secure. At one hearing in Macon, public commenters wanted the state to change to hand-marked paper ballots where voters fill in ovals by hand, much like absentee ballots are today. Certainly equipment that technology that has been in use for you know, 16 years is due for a refresh, if not a complete overhaul. Former Secretary of State Kathy Cox, a Democrat, told the group about the last time Georgia changed voting systems in the early 2000s from a hodgepodge of paper ballots, lever machines, and locally decided methods to a uniform, direct recording electronic voting machine. If you add paper into the mix, she said, having it all marked by humans could lead to confusion and some headaches if people did not fully fill in the ovals. This commission doesn't need to throw out the baby with the bathwater and solve one problem, i.e. security of a piece of technology, and go back to issues that create a lot of problems for voters. Still, the lone cybersecurity expert in the group, Georgia Tech computer science professor Dr. Winky Lee, recommended hand-marked paper ballots as the most secure option. He said that they ensure voters can check their choices and trust the outcome of the election. 
And also, I also want to object the notion that I'm possibly the single person who's holding this opinion. I mean, you have heard from all these citizens, you know, through public hearings and email and so on. So I, I really think that we owe them to reflect some of these, uh, you know, strong uh, opinions uh, uh, in, in this document. But the commission ultimately recommended Georgia move to a ballot marking device system that prints out a paper ballot with the voters' choices. The fifth recommendation, Georgia's new voting system should include new vote casting devices, new scanners, and new poll books. There should be paper backups for each of these systems to the extent possible, including paper registered voter lists and ballots. Around the same time as those final recommendations were hashed out, five different voting machine vendors hawked their wares in a train depot event space in the shadow of the state capitol. Well, yeah, we've been looking at all the different uh, new voting technologies that are available because obviously we're going to be buying new voting machines for the state of Georgia to get that in place for the 2020 election. So we're looking at all the technologies that are out there, all the platforms, to see uh, what's out there. And then obviously the Safe Commission will be finish, finishing up shortly, hopefully offering some recommendations, really a, a guardrail or uh, you know, some ideas so we have what makes the best uh, you know, sense for Georgia moving forward. Incoming Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger was there, as well as several lawmakers and members of the public who wanted to get their hands on the potential future of Georgia's elections. The state was widely expected to pick a system made by election systems and software headquartered on John Galt Boulevard, which was the state's current vendor. For their system, voters would insert a piece of paper into a touchscreen machine, make their selections, and then print choices on that paper before putting it into a scanner. There were demonstrations from Heart Inner Civic, Smartmatic, and Dominion, but we'll come back to them. One vendor, Clear Ballot, used hand-marked paper ballots and a complicated software system to scan ballots that shows every single mark made on one screen. That way, officials could have determined what was meant to be a vote and what was a stray mark. And at this demonstration, too, advocates for hand-marked paper ballots showed up to try and convince lawmakers that the ballot-marking devices would be a boondoggle for taxpayers, that millions of dollars would be wasted on technology, and the security risk would remain just as great, if not greater. Yeah, the barcodes are printed on a piece of paper, but that doesn't make them auditable just because they're on a piece of paper. You know, you and I can't read a barcode. Almost all of these vendors have the right options available but they are trying to sell their most expensive yet most inferior products here. That's Marilyn Marks, the head of a nonprofit voting rights group called the Coalition for Good Governance. While lawmakers and elections officials were working through the process of picking a new voting system, Marks and a group of Georgia voters were waging a battle in court over electronic voting since 2017, and it's still ongoing, in fact. But back under the Gold Dome, debate over the bill that would authorize a new voting system, House Bill 316, was one of the most contentious topics of 2019. Secretary Raffensperger dismissed handmarked paper ballot activists as people, quote, outside of the mainstream, citing a poll conducted by a firm with ties to his campaign for office that found three in four Georgians were supportive of new touchscreen voting machines. You have to understand that a lot of people that support the touchscreen technology, they don't show up at these meetings. They're out there and they're working their jobs. They're trying to you know, provide for their families. They feel really comfortable about it. And so they're not up in arms and they think we're going to get right in the General Assembly. In the General Assembly, debate raged over the omnibus House Bill 316 that authorized $150 million for a new voting system. 
That bill also enacted numerous changes to election laws after court fights following 2018, making Georgia the only state in the country to only use ballot marking devices for in-person voting. For hours and hours and hours in the House and the Senate, Democrats and Republicans sparred over language in the bill and how to move Georgia's elections into the 21st century. They heard testimony from county elections officials who said the new devices were similar enough to Georgia's old system that it would limit confusion and it was also new enough to provide more security and reliability for voters. And still, there was testimony in public comment that hand-marked paper ballots were cheaper, more secure, and a better path for Georgia. You know, it, it, you, you would think that uh, if all of our goal is to get safe, secure elections and uh, to have integrity in the elections process, that it shouldn't be that complicated and shouldn't be that uh, 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 divisive. Uh, but we saw a little bit different out there today, and I think that's unfortunate. Um, and um, I hope we can put, uh, put that behind us and move on. We've got a lot of other work to do. Still, Republicans moved on and passed the measure through the House and the Senate, and Governor Brian Kemp signed it into law. HB 316 also required audits of election results, starting with the presidential contest of 2020, and extended the time frame in which voters could be inactive before having their registrations canceled. Lastly, another big thing, it curbed Georgia's rigid exact match policy, which flagged voter registrations that were not identical to state or federal databases. So then the next big questions emerged. What vendor was it going to be? How much would it cost? And when would everyone start using the new system? Well, at the end of July 2019, we had our answer. The state of Georgia was awarded a, a new contract to provide verified paper ballot voting systems. Now, it should be up and running for next year's presidential primary. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger he actually announced the contract is with Dominion Voting Systems. The initial contract is for $89 million and will reach $106 million over the next 10 years. Dominion Voting Systems did not score the highest on technical evaluations, but was the lowest cost proposal. And perhaps importantly, they said they could do the largest ever single rollout of a voting system in just a few months with little issue. That was a lofty goal in the best of circumstances, but the court case brought by handmarked paper ballot activists threatened to make the whole thing moot. Enter federal judge Amy Totenberg, who said that Georgia officials buried their heads in the sand and allowed Georgia's election system to grow way too old and archaic. She had just heard two days of testimony about why Georgia's new system wouldn't be any better and how state and county officials said it would be too disruptive to interrupt the ongoing procurement process. Judge Totenberg previously denied a request to switch to handmarked paper ballots just before the 2018 election, writing that the massive scrambling would seriously test the organizational capacity of the personnel handling the election to the detriment of Georgia voters. But she also said there was a tide of evidence that Georgia's old system was neither secure nor reliable. So, on August 15th, Judge Totenberg denied a request to move the 2019 elections to handmarked paper ballots once again, with a notable exception. Right to that breaking news, glad you are with us, and this is involving Georgia's voting machines. A federal judge has ordered the state to stop using its outdated machines after the end of the year. Our Rebecca Schramm's live at the federal courthouse, and Rebecca, this is really not a win for either side, is it?
The ruling put mounting pressure on the state to pilot the new system in November and get 159 counties worth of people trained before the March 2020 presidential primary, not to mention acclimating voters. At the Georgia National Fair in Perry, thousands of people took breaks from turkey legs and carnival rides to try out these new voting machines, helped by high school student ambassadors like 15-year-old Camilla Negron from Savannah. Um, I feel like I'm helping people understand how easy voting is, and I feel like I'm contributing to our future in a way because I'm allowing people to see how easy it is and make them realize, oh, I can just vote in like two minutes. I'll do that for the next election without them having to think that it's going to be such a long, tiring process. The pilot elections and local contests across the state had some issues. Poll workers not using the check-in iPads correctly, scanners jamming, and not enough power outlets for the new electronic voting equipment. Then there was controversy over Georgia's voter roll cleanup, required by federal law but still grabbing headlines. More than 300,000 registrations were set to be canceled. Some died, others moved away, but the biggest eyebrow raisers were inactive voters who did not participate in years. Well, as a policy matter, I think it is wrong and anti-democratic for voters to be disenfranchised, stripped of their right to vote, because they choose to not exercise their vote. One lawsuit and several rounds of math later, about 286,000 registrations were ultimately removed. By the end of 2019, the Secretary of State's office kicked into overdrive to deliver the equipment needed to run the new voting system to all of Georgia's counties. Standing in a DeKalb County warehouse, Secretary of State Raffensperger said the four largest counties would all be getting their machines after the holiday season. In the year following a highly contentious governor's race, the conversation around voting in Georgia shifted rapidly. As 2019 drew to a close, state elections officials were threading the needle of lawsuits and deadlines to be ready for a consequential election year with every state and federal lawmaker on the ballot. In the next episode, we'll unpack the whirlwind year that 2020 has become, from the final equipment delivery to the coronavirus pandemic to, yes, the catastrophic primary that happened in June. I'm Stephen Fowler. This is Battleground Ballot Box, a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. You can subscribe to our show at gpb.org battleground or anywhere you get podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Our editor is Wayne Drash. Our intern is Eva Rothenberg, and the director of podcasting is Sean Powers. Thanks for listening.